The Left Flags coverage of the Carlo Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway Bidenstown, Connolly's Topline Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, Earth Spas and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge. Welcome along once more to another edition of the Left Wing Back podcast. We are knee deep in Hurling Championship season. We've three rounds played. We have another couple of rounds to go on the Senior Championship before we head straight into semi-final and final action. It's all coming tick and fast indeed. We've no Stevie Barnbright tonight. He's on the graveyard shift, but we do have Mr. Joe Nolan. What's the story, Joey? Oh, good, Kevin and you. Yep. Yeah, not so bad. Listen, t- thanks for taking the, the call here once more. Um, you're a busy man. I know that, especially this time of year. Uh, are you busier now than what you would have been a couple of months ago? <laughs> uh, busy with these lads anyway at the minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah ah, sure, busy enough. Yeah, sure, there's always something to be at, isn't there? Um, so I'm doing between um, finishing up a bit of exam work and a few bits at home and a few bits here and there and a bit of club stuff and stuff. So but a, ni- a nice type of busy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is that is that one of the we should make people aware of this? A lot of people will be anyway. Is that one of the things that you would actually do to to unwind, go out into the shed and fix up the hurdles? Do you find that like borderline therapeutic stuff, or is it just a headache? No, no, I I, I love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, if I, I I suppose look, I'm obviously into the woodwork. Um, that's what I do, as I say, I'm woodwork teacher, so. I enjoy it and I, I treat them as a bit of a puzzle or, you know what I mean? Nothing, I don't like getting, getting the better of me that way. And uh, I suppose I suppose the second thing too is the idea I'm big in, well, not big into it, but I'd be conscious of the idea of sustainability and ash and run now of timber and maybe all those hurdles that are left in places that uh, shouldn't be and lying around and we're crying out for them and, you know, getting them going. So it kind of, it, it is a hobby. Yeah, I do go out to unwind out there. Yeah, I, I actually enjoy, I enjoy tipping away at them you know it's a it's a great way to kind of blow off a bit of steam yeah well i think in terms of resuscitation of hurls i've never seen anyone like it because a lot of people wouldn't even look at half the stuff that you bring back to the shed and by hook or by crook you're able to get home to dumpty back together again so i don't know how you do it but they seem to last as well which is quite remarkable um, well they do yeah they do yeah lucky ah look sure but see i suppose look we're, we're lucky in the county we have so many great hurl makers and hurl repairers and for them what I do, some of the ones that I do, they wouldn't be, what to say, commercially viable. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, they just wouldn't be for, I mean, look, we have great hurling makers and, you know, my own cousin down the road, TJ Byrne, and, you know, you ha- he, he's one, James Jordan down there in St. Mullins, um, you know, another one, you know, you, you have, there's, there's lots lots of good, like, there's lots of lots of lads at them around as well. Um, but I suppose, look, and there's Young Townsend, sorry, over in, um, over in Byrne Rangers direction, but uh, for them to like for me to do them as a hobby is different than them to do it as a job. But I, I do enjoy it. Yeah, I don't. As I say, I'm actually working on one from John Murphy's at the weekend. I think it's the it's the third time it's been broke straight across the middle, and they're all different breaks. Um, but the glue will never break. But John will manage to find another place to break them somehow. <laughs> as the weekends go on, he he finds uh, there's not an inch of, not an inch of timber left in it. But uh, I enjoy that. Yeah, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, if anyone want to find a way to make it happen, it's it's, uh, it's just John Murphy. And again, it's that whole thing of the irony and uh, I suppose the, the tight-knit community of Carroll Harlan. Like he was, 
playing for the opposing team to your own club last weekend and uh, drops up for Ireland. I mean, I could come to expect nothing less with you anyway because you get on, you get on with everyone. There's never, there's never any hassling. So life's too short for all that stuff. But yeah, it is gas and it is Carlo, isn't it? Ah, that's it. Well, I suppose, I suppose in fairness, Stevie would drop up the other one to me and I tip away at them as I do said or I enjoy doing so. He, he, yeah. he knows, he knows, he knows what, what therapy I need. Stevie does. Yeah, the other thing we didn't mention actually was that you two. I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast any. We were in opposing corners for that junior game some weeks back, like, and uh, I don't know how soon the pod was. It was for, must be only a matter of hours or days at, at best. Um, what's the dynamic like actually when you go up against Barmerick on on the, on the line? Well, sure, grand lad. There's never we, we never there's never any bother at all. So we the only chatting about something else. I think he bumped into a mess and he was filling out a team sheet or something when he at the junior game and sure. Even after the senior game at the weekend, I met him actually on the way out to the car and he handed me a couple of hurdles. <laughs> so that was it. Uh, there was, uh, as I say, mixing business with pleasure. But uh, he, yeah. ah, geez, no, there's never any hassle. Jeez, sure, look, you couldn't be any better than Stevie. And, and in fairness, there's never any hassle with any of the hurdle matches. They're all great people involved with any of the teams and all our clubs around. So we're lucky that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you never struck me as a confront, confrontational type on the line, John, fairness, but... Was there, can you ever recall a time where you had a fairly heated one? I couldn't imagine it lasted beyond the sixty minutes on the field anywhere on the sideline. Ah, Jesus, maybe God. one or two. <laughs> yeah, no, well, probably not really. Like uh, one or two little incidences. Um, some things that would annoy me on the pitch. Maybe there was one. I won't say one thing that stuck in my mind. You know who I'm on about here, but I won't mention names. Um, from my stint as a as the as a selector with Carlos Seniors, there was one particular player from. Uh, a county we beat in the Joe McDonald era recently enough. Absolutely. Who, uh, who rubbed me up the wrong way, just the way he came off the pitch, kind of golden, all right. But uh, no, other than that, no, I, I don't get too hot. I don't I don't get too up for Atten. I don't get too down for Atten at the end of it. I think yeah, it's not my nature. I'm kind of easy going, calm going anyway. So, but uh, no, lucky enough, no major run ins that I can remember anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. That's another interesting thing we could talk for ages about as was is the is the psyche of of people on on the sidelines. Uh, some people are borderline lunatics have won all Ireland's like, you know. And this whole thing went out there that you have to be calm when everything else around you is is not so calm. But like, yet you'd see the craziest of crazy winning winning all Ireland's and, and you all say that. I suppose it takes all types and it's whatever gels with whatever place you go to. And yeah. but um, yeah. That's What's the track with, with with the weekend? So I I missed I missed the whole the whole. Fucking couldn't caboodle. Um, I did the preview. Obviously, you've been fairly busy, so I said it. I have a go. I put my neck up in the chopping block for a stage rather than, or for for a change rather than you. Um, being the one that was taking all the abuse, which you did get a little bit about your uh, your bang yourself prediction. Uh, but, oh, hickey, oh, hickey mainly. Uh, yeah, hickey might have thrown in a dig or two. Yeah, uh, that's it. Um, I, 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 when, I, when I wrote that last week, I said, Do you know what? I'll keep this as open-ended as possible. I'll put down the verdict, but I'll leave enough in there to cover the arse if it goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a man in the unbelievables uh, calling out the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. you're a little bit of everything. Absolutely, lad. Absolutely. Um, so I suppose with, with, with Rangers and, and St. Mullins, uh, without having seen the game, you know, from what I heard anyway, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you felt obviously there was more there was more gears in both of them. Um, but, by and large, I suppose there was still lots of of good periods of play. I actually did think that would be close, but a six point win for St Mullins for a lot of what I'm hearing was fairly sound and justifiable. Would that be fair to say? 
Yeah, that's what I again. I only made the two games on Sunday. I was playing soccer myself on the what do you call it on Friday night. Um, but yeah, uh, from all accounts, talking to me to my brother and Stevie and that, uh, I think it was it was tame enough in parts and and you know, but St. Mullins kind of were were the better team. Um, interesting to see we had two you know the, the two big guns on both sides, I suppose, uh, coming out and and uh, you know scoring fairly heavily. Um, Sam Mullins minus James Dial, John Nolan did come on for from Mount Leinster Rangers. So look, I think, I think both teams were probably taking little bits from it, other than the result. If you get me, do you know what I mean? In terms of, as I would have alluded to maybe last week, that they would have, they might have been looking to get game time into other players, maybe see what works, you know, see what works one against the other in terms of maybe matchups and yokes that they might use later in the championship. So. I don't think either team will take too much more out of it than other than the game and, and the two points for, for St. Mullins. I, I think it was uh I think that's the way they'll be both looking at it, you know. Yeah. The one thing I could sense, I suppose, from looking at the lineups is each game, um, each game will say Sean Joyce, Michael Joyce, and all those guys get for Rangers going to stand to them because they're they're actually in a tough apprenticeship there now at the minute, in yeah. fairness. Like it's not it's not easy on them. And I know Michael Dyle I think came in at, at half time and that will be a very yeah. steady influence there. Um, you know, it's it would all, it would be unfair to expect anyone. No different to what I wrote about Bynestown last week. There's a lot of those guys still in the embassy stages of their careers, even though we've seen them play senior for maybe the last three years. We actually kind of forget how young they are, and maybe the naivety of the play is still there, and they are still developing. So we kind of have to allow for a bit of time. And I suppose that's where maybe that's one of the positives of the of this group format, Joe, where where, where they can bet in, and there isn't drastic consequences coming down the stretch because, you know, there's still a good chance you'll get to, to your semi, semi-final stuff. I think that's um, a positive maybe that Rangers will take for it. What would you think of, I put this out there last week and I didn't see the game, but do you think a full-strength Rangers um, and a full-strength St. Wollens at their best, who, who wins that one? At the minute, if you were to call it. I actually still think Rangers, when they're in that form, are just a joy to behold. But... Sam Mullins are also um pretty tasty when they're absolutely on it. But I just I just feel there's a lot of personnel changes from that final two years ago, and it's probably wrong to maybe compare it to that. I would love to see St. Mullins at their absolute best because I don't think we'll ever see Rangers maybe at that again. That was as good a performance as I've ever seen in the county final. Um, mm-hmm. albeit with different personnel now. What would you think if we if we saw both of them at their very best this minute? Oh god, Kevin. That's it's, it really is the 64. Well, they call it sixty-four thousand dollar questions. Say, uh, um, I don't know. I, I just think, I just think St. Mullins at the minute are just like we said. They have no real rebuilding to do as such. You know, the one or two lads coming in, Eamon O'Shea has come in. Maybe that's that's new or relatively new. Um, he's counting under twenty there uh, last year. Good chap, you know. But like. You know, Eddie Dial has come on a little bit, you know, as well in terms of, you know, getting starts as well. But, you know, they still have that solidity and that kind of, um, I suppose, backbone or team there in place for the last number of years, you know, and in, all in good shape as well. Whereas maybe Rangers are doing a little bit more building, you know, good players coming in, obviously, you know, like we said, the Jaisers and young Jamie Nolan and Evan Keeley is relatively new, Donna Murphy, you know, only there a year or two. So, I just think at the minute with with full hands on board, I'd probably be giving it to um I'd probably just give it to St. Mullins because of maybe a, a little bit they're a little bit further down the line in terms of their their development. Like I think like I said, I just think Rangers at the minute are are building in a few places and uh 
but uh, you know it would be a Titanic game. But look, um, you wouldn't know. Maybe we'll see it later in the championship. You know. Yeah, quite possibly. Another thing I was actually thinking about. Um, a player that goes under the radar, and I'm not just talking about last Friday's performance, which I have no idea how he played or how he didn't play. But I just had this thought there during the week, and sure, we're all we're all the same. I think on this podcast, we get these mad notions that at queer times, maybe you're trying to go to sleep, and next thing, Jesus, that that actually happened. He he was actually pretty good, and he's also pretty good. We talk about Boland, we talk about Mouse, we talk about James Dyle, whatever. We talk about Connor Kyo. We never really talk about Jason O'Neill, and mm-hmm. Jason O'Neill in last year's county yeah. final lit the mm-hmm. whole thing up. He got the well, winner in the county final in 2019. He put yeah. over line ball in the Leinster final. Yeah. And I just think sometimes he's borderline forgotten about. Well, that, that's, the, that's the great thing about Sam Mullins. Like, you, you look at it up to, I won't say up to last year, the year before, like, Paddy Boland, like, what, he got seven points was it, in the group game against Bagnestown. We oh, were, yeah, we, it was incredible, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we did the game, but, like, other than, you know, he, he's had his ups and downs, and then Jason O'Neill will come in another night, and maybe Mouse will be quiet another night, and James Dyle will step up. They seem they seem to have that kind of dynamic where you know if one if if one isn't performing someone else will step up and which are right in terms of Jason and he's fantastic hurler probably like he he is inter county standard or you know he's definitely mm-hmm. Carlos senior standard um and you know I know he just with other things going on because couldn't come in or whatever else but or you know that's all them last choices but he's still a young man I think he's only what Jason would be only about twenty four maybe twenty five maybe you know. So he's mm-hmm. kind of coming to good. Philip Connors, another one. You know, the amount of work these lads do um, off the ball, they're 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 setting up scores. They're picking off a couple of points here and there. They have a phenomenal. Like I said, we, we look at their kind of front six, and we maybe we talk about their scores. But even John, like John Dial, this year has is you know is kind of hitting the ground fairly rapid. He's picking off three and four points a game. You know, if you can have your six forwards like that, and all of them taking over scores. Um, you're you become a formidable outfit fairly quickly. Yeah, I think one concern for Rangers they'll be looking to get more of Eddie Byrne. He was kind of quiet when I saw him against Bynestown. I don't know if he scored the other day. Actually, I must go down through the list. We have the report here. If you haven't checked out the reports, they're up on leftwingback.com. Uh, the guys have been so good in getting these across and stuff. When uh, whenever I've not been able to get there, and uh, I really do appreciate that, Joe. Now that I have you here as well. Uh, but no, like I don't, I don't see him listed among it there. And look. I did hear, I, I, I'm sure he won't mind me saying it, right? Hickey Poe, a queer one, before we went on air. He said if he was playing any born anywhere from Ulster Rangers at the moment, where do you think he'd play him? I'm going to give you a guess at first. Jesus. It's Hickey now, so you know it's going to be a bit different. Ah, uh, God, I don't know. Probably, I don't know. I don't know. You wouldn't have sent her back or somewhere. You wouldn't know where he'd take him Nail on the head. Yeah. Nail on the head. Uh, could you see it working? She's like we talk, I, I actually had a great chat with a friend, a good friend of mine, um, Colin Corcoran, the other day about TJ Reid and something similar in terms of a lad, all the head and all the hurling and the hands. Maybe if the, you know when the legs weren't pumping as a forward, you know, sitting back there in a row like that. So it, it, it wouldn't be beyond the bounds of possibility. But I don't know. I, I I don't know. Like with a view to what? Like you know what I mean? Like I think Kevin McDonald, you know, in, in his current position back there is 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 excellent. You know, the Dermot has done most with hurling there midfield. You know, it's hard to know what 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 would you gain. You know, who, who would you push and what would you gain as a result? Like, um, in in terms of his move, like, do you know what I mean? Um, but Eddie's Eddie, like Eddie has had good seasons later, even though I suppose the, the mileage is up on the on the clock a lot. But 
you know, he I he knows how to perform in big games too. You know, come as I say, come come the 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 tail end of the championship. Um, I would I don't know. I'd be a little bit iffy about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I I. I because I suppose I wouldn't have seen him in a in a ball playing role. Do you know what I mean? You could probably see. I was talking about TJ Reid. You could see when he does drop back or even back to midfield or when he was there with 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 Bally Hale. You know, he's kind of ball playing and he's you know his vision and his his distribution. Whereas I haven't seen that with Eddie. Obviously, you'd see it as in a forward role when he would have done it. You know, as a playmaker at centre forward or or you know on the wing with the county and whatever and and he's and that sort of thing. But you know, maybe, I suppose Eddie, uh, James has seen him a lot more than, than than we have, so maybe he sees something there that 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 would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, I'm, I'm kind of getting the impression you're starting to like what you're seeing about uh, about Toronto. Uh, you know, I was listening to you on uh, on full time with Martin Quilty on on Scoreline and Casey Lar, who's been very good to the left wing by podcast and the Irish Rally podcast and the Irish F1 show as well. Over the last few weeks, we've got serious airtime, and thanks a million, Joe. You've been on. A few times with him, but the other night you were on, and I just got that impression from listening to you that you kind of liked what, what Bonnie Killen were doing. Now, I suppose I'll put the caveat out there it's it's probably dangerous to maybe try not get carried away. Um, obviously, it is with, with Toronto, you don't want to be hyped up too much. But what I'm trying to say is, you've beaten their breed, and Michael was going to be probably one that you might come to, you wouldn't know where to go. But all of a sudden, I think what you're saying is you've two wins going into two. You know, big games here now again, and you're hoping maybe the momentum will carry him through. Can they make the step? Can Ballon kill him? Mm. Is that is that where you're thinking? Like, I'm getting the feeling um, you're you're seeing something. Yeah, well, look, uh, yeah, I saw something at the weekend. Like, I mean, look, it's a simple thing. Like, if you when you when you have when we talked about the ifs and the buts and the movement and players coming and going and so on, like. Sunday evening was a step in the right direction because we had a couple more players available to us, you know. Um, mm. And as a result, then, like I said, from the first game to this game, like or take even last year, we now have kind of eight of our eight of our um, eight of our sorry, seven of our of our eight. If you get me, our first eight or sorry, eight of our first nine. I get it eventually eight of our first nine, kind of from where we had them last year. And when you have those puzzles kind of, or pieces fitting back in the puzzle, as say, um, you know, it gives you, it, it does give you that little bit more extra. I suppose I was happy from point of view, uh, in particular, without picking out anyone in our performance, a couple of things that I thought, like I thought other years, maybe we wouldn't have put up a score when we had a chance to put up a score, like 221, um, and we did leave a lot of weight behind us. Wasn't was nice. It was a nice score, and I know maybe Nair Breed might have been a little bit disappointed with how they hurled it at the weekend. But I, I suppose we could only we could only do what we could do, and in and in other years maybe we wouldn't have put up that score. So that was nice to see. And I suppose you know Karma Columbus came back, it made a massive difference, got a pint or two, stuff, so good few scores. It brings a new dynamic there to midfield along with Kevin Kavanagh. Like Kevin picked off three points, like so. The two of them kind of worked very well together. And then Shane Kelly coming in, making his debut as well. Um, I think he got six points, maybe four from play and two frees. So some debut. Um, yeah, it was and and probably unlucky maybe not to, to have a goal, maybe as well. So uh, yeah, like look, it's progress. Like, you know what I mean? You you, you got the win, we got the win. We we've a couple more players now with championship minutes under our belt. So we are going the right direction. You know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. 
I think that's that's the key thing. When we're probably building building more more maybe more options than we had last year as well. Um, in terms of you know player options and maybe and maybe even like you mentioned there about other players getting a year under their belt. Like we forget, say if you take say like Jack Tracy uh, or Eric English or these lads, they're they're only young lads. Mark Foley, they're only they're only young lads. And I suppose I think too as well. And we talked about the benefit of you know maybe of lads being in with the county before with other clubs like. Jack Tracy has really blossomed this year in the club championship for us. And I think a lot of that is because, you know, learning how to play at that higher level again with the county and and seeing his role and, and his strengths as well. And that's good to see that he's bringing that across onto club form as well. So I think we're going the right direction. But look, we, there's a massive task ahead of us there at the weekend. I mean, look, Rangers will want to bounce back fairly rapidly. Um, we'll want to we'll want to dig in our dig in our heels, as I say, as well, in terms of not letting last week's victory kind of count for nothing we want we want to put in another performance as well so i suppose like it's like we said before with the with the rangers at mullins game you know it's kind of what's done is done you can you can only look on to next week now you know yeah look just very quick word maybe on on uh on finestown and and they have won so finestown two-point win in the end yeah um what way what was the manner of the victory joe was it laborious or what way like should they have won have taken something well, sure. I mean, like, well, a minute to go, a minute or a minute of normal time to were pint up like. So look at it like that. Um, Bagginstown didn't fire. Like, I mean, if you look at the, the scores and play, I mean, look, I think at, at half time, Styler had accounted for seven of their eight points from freeze. And I think Padge, was it Jason Waller, Paddy McDonald got the, got the one score from play like. Um, so look. I mean, again, like if you look at the margin, flip it a little bit for a second. Like, right from a mice point of view, they've, they've been beaten by what two points, two points, and six or seven points. Like, so they are close, but they're just not close enough. Um, they they had chances to punish Bagnestown again. Yeah, I think Bagnestown. I think worryingly for Bagnestown, I, I and I don't know. I, I maybe I kind of was thinking about it myself as well that. I think that they need that first few minutes of a game to kind of really set a good tone or a good tempo for themselves. And I think when that didn't happen, that, you know, with the conditions and the nature of the game on Sunday evening was kind of dour and, you know, kind of slow tempo and broken play with freeze and stuff, that it didn't give them any rhythm. And I think that definitely affects how they hurl. Um, you know, they need to have that high tempo, that high rhythm, that kind of, you know, like I said, we kind of nearly outshoot each other sort of thing. And I think when it's when it's not a game like that, I don't know, is it a mindset thing that they seem to struggle to to play themselves into? You know what I mean? Um so yeah, look, it, it probably was a game that, that Navon would, would probably look back on again and say, like, look, that was a game, like I said, that we that we we, we probably could have turned something out of, like, you know, so but it's hard to know about town. I mean, look, they, they can blow. They seem to be blowing kind of very hot and cold in terms of uh, scoring and 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 kind of tempo and games at the minute. So again, the weekend will be another another kind of a, an eye opener for them. You know. Yeah, yeah. I can only assume that the the people of Bagnestown do be to be quite frustrated because despite what I said earlier about maybe some of the guys in the infancy stages, it's that inconsistency at times that mm. um, I think would. Would frustrate people, especially when you know there's my, you know, obviously there's a little bit more in them. Um, it's it's a real shame. Like I mean, there's no there's no room for pity in senior championship hurling, right? But by the same token, Mullins or Navon have 
have really made strides. You can see there's visible strides there, but they're just not getting the results. Like, and maybe in yeah. time that will come. But look, there's no points for moral victories, but there's also a situation where like they're getting you can see they're getting that bit closer. Um I would still I would probably suggest that that's um tangible progress in in some respect, but at the same time, it's probably difficult to to maybe keep the squad in that line of thinking with, with a bigger picture approach. Now, this weekend could well help because obviously all of us lap we have um we have a triple header on our hands. So we, what is it four, half, five, and seven or something like that, yeah. yeah. On Saturday. So, yeah. Um, first up is is Ballinkin Rangers first or is it St. Wollens by the sound? I think it's Ballinkin Rangers, eh? I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm nearly certain on yeah. I'll I'll do a yeah. double check. Um look, that's the that's a test now to start off with the first one. Like, that is a test for, for Ballinkillen to see. Look, obviously the results indicate they're moving in the right direction. The games against Rangers, Joe. I spoke about consistency. If you go back to a recent form, I'm almost certain now, and I don't have it in front of me. But there's times when Rangers have absolutely wiped Ballinkillen, and there's times when Ballinkillen have absolutely soared into them. They've scarcely gotten a result against them. That's the only thing. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a that's reality, Kevin. Yeah. Um yeah, and I, I, you know, and it's 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 a hard one to fathom at times. All right, um, we seem it's you know we seem to form better against some clubs than others from yeah. Ballinkill point of view. But um, same yeah, with everyone. yeah, same with everyone. Everyone has teams. But uh, say, look, I, I think it'll be it like again, like look, there's there's a few question marks over lads like Sean Murphy from Ballinkill point of view went off um against name breed he, he, after he scored the goal he literally put the hand up and, and had to go he felt a little tweak in his hamstring so you know his availability will be will be key to i think for us mountain uh to, to win the game do you know what i mean to win the game i think we will need him on the pitch so i don't know how he's fixed in terms of his um how, how that injury but he'd be a massive loss for from a balance killing point of view um like again, neither team, neither team will want to lose this because I mean, look, they both have kind of say from a right, say right, um, uh, Melissa Rangers have like kind of maybe stuttered a little bit against Michel or what they would feel that they stuttered a little bit against Michel, you know, um, lost to St Mullins, right? Had a good, had a very good victory over Bagnestown Gales, but then didn't seem to put, you know, didn't didn't back it up with an, with another performance the next day or you know maybe so. I think they'll be they'll be kind of gunning to you know to try get a win here. Obviously, um, I think um, you know we talked maybe about the semi-finals and 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 you know about get just getting into them and what's what. But I think teams will be kind of keen maybe to avoid that four place and maybe probably with the looks of it at the minute, it looks like Sam Mullins will probably top the group. So you know, well you'd imagine going on form, they should top the group. So I mean, no one will want to kind of leave this one. Will want to lose this one and have it coming down to the last game in terms of you know f- finding their place if they're playing for fourth or third or second or whatever else. So so it has it has you know it has a bit it will have a bit of bite to it too. Um, it it's just it's 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 hard to call you know. Um, again, I I think you know John Nolan came on for for Rangers the other day. You know, if a fit John Nolan adds a huge amount to to that team, if Patrick was back there the last day, you have Michael Dylan there as a man marker inside, um, you know, or maybe or wherever because he can hurl wherever he wants in terms of any any of the six positions in the backs, um, 
I hope you're not putting me on the spot here to call this rant. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Just you know, I suppose... yeah. Look, look. I think this one will have a bit of fizz about it. I, I do, I do think this one has something will have a bit of bite about it because both teams, you know, both teams will won't want this one to get away from them in terms of either the scoreline and then, like I said, more importantly, you know, if Ballinkillen, say from Ballinkillen point of view, if if Rangers turn us over. You know, we, we need to get a result kind of against Bagnestown to kind of, I think, you know, for possibly for, you know, to avoid four place. And maybe you want to kind of maybe avoid that. So, look, I think it'll have a bit of fizz about it. Um, and hopefully the weather conditions will stay stay good. Um, and it's also again, not beyond, it's not realistically beyond the bounds of possibility for Bonnie Hill to top this. Because yeah. just say you were to get a result the weekend, you know, but then you're no, we, we well, like three we, teams we on eight. If, if if three teams end up on eight, if that can happen, well, yeah, we want Samuels, we want Sam, yeah, Samuels like our three for three, like so, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so if Samuels were to slip, but still, you know, head to head, they've pretty good score difference as well, like so they've beaten Rangers by six points, they've beaten you by yeah. what was it, they've beaten their pretty comfortably, so yeah. they're they're in a pretty, pretty comfortable position. Yeah. Now. Well, you look. You'd imagine, look, you would have probably imagine all things being equal that they'll they'll top the group, like you know what I mean. You'd, you'd imagine. Yeah. Now look, to be honest, if I'm if I'm buying this on this weekend, I want to be letting skin and hair and everything fly for a few reasons. I'd be thinking, right, lads, uh, we have to go a few gears here, and also mm. we got a bit of a massacre last year in that final when there was a lot of expectation on us maybe to to produce there, uh, and I think they might like. I have a feeling they might go hammer and tongs in this. And it's not that whatever they need to. It's it's kind of plain and simple. Um, because if not, they're looking at a, I won't say like a a, a deadly situation, but a treacherous enough situation in, in many respects going into maybe that last round where there could be a little bit of tidying up to do here, all of a slap like. Um still an interesting game. Yeah, I think I think it's a, I think it's a game of intrigue. I can't really speak about St. Mullins because I actually haven't seen him, but I'm going on all known form and all known reports. Um, I am expecting, like, St. Mullins have to drop something somewhere, I would say, along along the way. They don't have to, obviously, but they probably will. Like, most teams tend to. It's not too many that have gone unbeaten the whole way without a little trip up here somewhere. Um, JP Tracy did go back off the other day. Yeah, you know, he could be a... Big loss, yeah. I suppose. You know, he could be again. You know, big game player, big man. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I actually think the same ones. I think if it's an open game, it might actually a, a shootout might be, as I say, it might be uh, more beneficial to them if you get me in terms of uh, Bagnestown. I, I, I just thought, you know, they need that kind of high octane, high energy game. I think to get the better, the most out of themselves. Um. I just thought when the tempo was was sluggish the last day that they, they weren't they didn't seem to raise it themselves like you know um just kind of couldn't get the gears going and I think they might feed off maybe the energy maybe that Sam Mullins might bring in terms of you know the game and 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 an end to end kind of a high tempo game um I still can't see probably past Sam Mullins in it um yeah you know I I I know right they'll have maybe rest one or two lads here or there or there's lads coming back from holidays and all but they still have a a pretty strong panel available to him. Jar Cody coming back there, you know, being available is a big addition. And you know, um, 
JP Tracy on the far side, if he's carrying that knock again, you know, he, he that's another another blow to their to their chances as well. Um now Mark McDonald came on the last day there for him. Um he'd probably start maybe the next day for Bagginstown. He was quite impressive when he came in, got a point and set up a score too. Um so Bagginstown might be looking. They'll begin, they'll be maybe blending in, blending out lads there. Keelan Guider came in as well. He had started games in midfield, so they're probably still chopping and changing a little bit in terms of their personnel. So I suppose it's you're not going to get a better test than playing the county champions to see what uh, your the, your depth your panel is like, um and and you know where your strengths are you know. Yeah, in fairness to Mark McDonald, since he's come back a couple of years ago, I think he's been excellent for for the yeah. town in in most games he's played. Like and he's he's played anywhere from geez, at one stage he was back. I think maybe it was just because he was tracking, but he was back corner back against Rangers at one stage, and then a few minutes either side of that there was there was a goal scored by him up at the up at the far end. But like he's always had skills. He represented Carlo at um, the failed skills, I think, back whenever that was. It's a, it's a while ago now, probably a bit longer than he cared at me. But he's he's a good, skillful player. He gets stuck in. He puts himself about. You know, um, I think he's consistent with. Yeah. Bite us down in fairness in, in most of the games that he's been playing or whatever. Yeah, so, and I think yeah. I, I think they lead him a little bit of you know, he he knows when to dig in a bit too, you know what I mean? He's he's a he's oh, yeah. a good um he's a good head for stuff like that, like for you know, for kind of big games, you know, he won't let games pass by him. Um, yeah, for sure, for sure. But the lead yeah. I, I just think the lead uh, you know, they'll need that openness. I just you know, I just thought they couldn't click at all. I mean, like I said, um I think you know I don't know many scores they had the other night there, but it was only a handful, and it was mainly in the second half when they kind of went, you know they got a couple of points from from Paddy McDonald got the goal. A fortuitous bounce off the off the post broke down to him and he, he buried it. But I mean Danny Dyle got a point. I think um, who else? Like I mean it was very paltry scoring by what we would think would be a kind of a sharpish enough um, forward line, um, mm. and that kind of worry maybe Eddie Scally a little bit that you know he needs them to fire. So even I think from a Bagnestown point of view, even if you could play in a high scoring, high tempo game, you know, and even if they didn't come out the right side of it, if you get me at the weekend, it wouldn't be the end of the world for them. I just think they need to get that kind of mojo rolling again in terms of, um, you know, that that kind of, um, again, that high octaneness or that kind of high tempo game. They need to kind of get that going. Um, and I think maybe that even they wouldn't be too worried if they, if, as I say, if to put it up to St. Mullins and, um, you know, and 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 as I said, died with their boots on. It might be, it might be giving something to go forward in the championship after that. Mm-hmm. Owen and Nave Reid obviously being the the last game of the triple header on Saturday evening in Netwatch Cullen Park. Um, I wish Stevie was here with some stats that he that he's had on on various different things, which I'll, I'll not divulge until until he can join us. But uh, mm, I suppose again. It's not really for for me to call on this particular one because I've not seen Nebreed. I have seen Nebreed. Um, a couple of changes in personnel. Nebreed wise, the other day, I think some of them forced. Yeah, look, I, I actually don't even feel comfortable for a variety of reasons talking talking about Nebreed. But maybe I'll let you take up this one. Yeah. Um. Well, sure. Obviously, saw about Sunday evening. They're going by. Um. Yeah, look, I, I just think apart from the result or the match itself, um, I suppose it's it's you know it's uh, look it comes down to like probably whoever wins or whoever doesn't win is probably maybe looks there and at the the bottom of the group, but um, and I think that's you know I think both teams have made big progress. I mean, look, if to remember this, Sonny Nebreed second year back up, um, senior hurling and. 
even talking to you know different people like everyone would be in agreement that there's 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 progress being made there as well um again personnel wise look they were showing a few against those a couple of injuries and so on um but to have look they're, they're, they're the bones of a good team there like we said the, the three forwards are saying picking in no particular order but say mikey bambry john murphy and, and aaron Ammond, who caused trouble against any any of the backs that they've gone up against and you know that was we we saw that up close and personal at the weekend you know fia Cthulhu in the middle of the field is excellent um great good free taker you know adam dunn was excellent at six you know andy malini in, in tight corner back so the, the makings of you know colin burns in a fullback they're the makings of a fine of a team there. They just they're probably just that little bit off the pace um of where they need to be just yet. But I mean, look, that's not you know, like the, the logic would say that's where that's it is why it is because they haven't, you know, they're they're only finding their feet back up there again. But they're blending in like the a good bit of youth there coming through as well, you know. Like Ross Dermody was there, you know, um you had James Mark come on, Shane Curran was in the middle of the field. You know, uh, young lads like this are coming through as well, and they're giving them a chance. And there's more coming through as well, obviously after their minor and under twenty winning teams there from last year as well. So I think just a work in progress from a Nave point of view. I think Nave owner probably a step a, a little bit a step ahead, even though I suppose they have a lot of youth in their team as well. But like their youth has come through over the last couple of years straight into a into into a very competitive intermediate team and then into a senior team as well. So they have. Their breeding ground, I suppose, and their juniors. Well, their breeding ground is a little bit stronger, maybe, than where where Nave breeds is at the minute. Um, I I do I think like from a from a Nave own point of view, like I said, while moral victories or near victories don't count on the scoreboard or don't count on the league table, I mean, if if you don't take something from the year, and if you don't take something from every match, you might as well just throw in the towel. Do you know what I mean? Because at, it's like at the weekend. Or after this weekend, there's only going to be one All Ireland winner, you know. So it, it, our 31 other counties, or whatever, X many counties, are, are, you know, do they just say good luck? Do you know what I mean? You have to take something from your year and where your progress is going. And they've are making progress. Um, I think I, I do think. I mean, look, they have they have this game coming up at the weekend. They, from their point of view, they really need to get the victory on the on board. Do you know what I mean? I think I think if they get it's it, it, it's a big game psychologically for them. And you mentioned there, I think it was you mentioned about the idea of keeping going. You know, when you when you aren't when the results aren't going for you, you know what what motivates you to keep going or to keep coming back? You know, or do you think it's affected? But I think if Navon can get the result at the weekend, get the victory, and give themselves a crack at the last game, you know, going in with something, I think it sets them up for next year. And they are going the right place. I mean, you know, they have the nucleus of a very good team. They've been shown a lot of experience even this year alone in terms of you know five or six or seven lads from last year's team or the last two years teams have you know have gone completely um so they're trying to reinvent things out there and they, and they are making progress i think i know speaking to to one of their players um recently um you know that they're, they're well he was very happy anyway in particular with the manager with the way he was kind of setting things up and with a view to the future as well and i think you have to be patient you know you have to be patient with 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 with, with the with the group players out there um so i probably in this one i'd probably be tipping up um Navon. I, I just think they're battle hardened after the couple of close games they know how to, to maybe bring the game to the game that they want to play in a tight game 
it will suit them and I think they'll get over the line at the weekend. Um, I think they might have maybe a couple of points to spare over and every at the weekend. Good stuff. We're going to wrap it up very, very shortly, but we have uh, just a, a quick chat on, I suppose. The grades underneath the scene, which we don't really want to forget about, of course. I mean, Podge Ryan on last week. Great, great chat with Podge. His Kildavan side, Kildavan 20 Gold side, had a big win over Nair Breed, who played two games in the space of two or three days, I think. Um, mm. Put up a great score. The beauty of that game, of course, was seeing the scenes afterwards with all the Kildavan 20 Gold youngsters out uh, looking for, for autographs. Uh, yeah. Podge Ryan burnt out the marker, I think. Um, <laughs> I went home with about 200 quid in his back pocket. I'm only joking, not but uh, yeah, look, wasn't it great to see in all seriousness? That's that's you talk about progress, like to see that happen, that, that's even progress. Like, it doesn't have mm. to be something you see directly on the hurling field, just seeing all those young kids who now have an adult hurling club to look up to is progress, yeah, pathway. And like, I mean, the rep, you know, other things down there from a camogie point of view, you know, representing you know, Carolyn the long puck and stuff like this, you know. They're a very vibrant club down there from the hurling and camogie side of things down there. And uh we actually played them in go games there last week at under was my under eight or whatever else. And you know, there's a there, it's good, it's coming good down there. You know, it's brilliant. Like it's kind of one of these little projects that's kind of um as I say, coming and building, you know, building building maybe unbeknownst to us all. So yeah, and uh, look and and I look looking at who they have available to them. I think I saw in the team photo was maybe Niall or Barry Hickey were back as well and you know, Joe Roberts is flying for them at junior at that level, and you know, obviously Podge will be flying away as well. So they'll be there thereabouts in the shake up. You probably think at junior level at the minute, it's probably looking like um Monlister Rangers, Bourne Rangers, and Kildavin Clonigal are probably going to be the top are you know going to be the top three. And then I suppose like we, we might maybe you know, Ballinkillen are there thereabouts. We we bet St. Mullins at the weekend. Um Sunday and we, we had a victory over Carroll Town as well. So playing Michael now tomorrow night. So that that'll probably tell a lot about the the fourth place place, you know, for the for the we call it the the, the top junior. Um. So yeah, probably after tonight tomorrow night's game, we might have a clearer picture of of probably who's maybe in the fourth going to be in the shake up for for the fourth position in the in the junior for the semi for the for the top semi finals. Like you know. Mm-hmm. Story of the week has to be Keelan Brennan, who hurled with Navery Juniors against St. Mullins last Thursday night. Uh, rocked up to the game, apparently, in desperate need of a hurl. Got a end of a hurl, I think, off an under-15, who had to be trained at the time. Finished the game 1-7 or 1-8, and one of those points was from a sideline cut. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's junior for you, man. Oh, man, that is it. And I think this, I think Navery 27 or 28 talked out last Thursday yeah. night, which is yeah. phenomenal stuff. It's the, it's the beauty. Yeah, it's it really is the it really is the I suppose the the beauty of um you know the junior build when you when you have that seven or eight games like you build a bit of momentum and lads will kind of come and go and you know lads, lads want games like and lads you know junior level they're not too keen on training and they, they want games and when you can when you can give them games at their own level sure like why wouldn't lads want to be out in hurling and you know it was, it was uh, even at the weekend now Sam Mullins like against ourselves were very tight for numbers but mm-hmm. they had a lot of We'll call him club stalwarts, like you know, um, John Cody got a goal against us, and John does a bit of social tournament as well, and down there, and you know, great for the junior is always great to to gather lads. You know, it's a great old bit of spirit in it. So, um, yeah, that was that was phenomenal to see in fairness. Yeah, that many tugged out. Mm. Quick word intermediate wise, John. Now, I didn't really pay too much heed over the weekend. I'll be straight with you because of other equipment. But um, yeah. how is that looking? 
Um, there's only a couple of games played in it. I think the game at the weekend was Carlow Town and Nave Owen. Um, if I'm if I'm thinking correct, I'm going to look up there now while you're chatting about it, and I'll tell you about a fixture that's yeah. on uh, Friday night. That's at McGrath Park with Bynum Sound Gales at home too. St Mullins and just having another little look around to see what's going on in terms of the other grades at the weekend. That's pretty much all I can see for the minute. Be yeah. honest with you. I go yeah, yeah, yeah. They've won one two ten to one ten. So, um, which like I suppose like they've won obviously they're you know decent, very decent intermediate team. They're a good panel of players there for the last couple of years, um, and obviously Carlo Town pushing them close was no no bad thing either. I suppose. They seem to be making a bit of progress there again this year inside, um, in terms of player personnel, field backfield and two teams. You know, they would have had two teams for years, but then kind of lost it a little bit, mm. um, and backfield and two teams now again. So good progress there. Um, I'm not sure the other. Uh, there, I'm not sure the other um results in that championship at the minute. Don't, don't um, see, don't see massive. Uh, yeah, intermediate wise, yeah, two ten, yeah, one ten. Carlow Town yeah. was the score, and yeah, that's Carlow Town. Yeah, Carlow Town um lost to Manchester Rangers by uh, four seventeen to one seventeen, and I think then I think the other only other game in it because obviously with the the lesser amount of teams was uh Nave Molling, uh, Sam Mullins bet Nave on three fifteen to fourteen points, so. It's kind of you, you. You wouldn't know, as I say. Uh, everyone's in the mix, you know, from from time to time in, in that. So yeah. there's still a good bit of hurling to play in that yet, like. And I suppose some of the teams, obviously in it, you know, maybe St Mullins, Navon, um, Rangers might lose players, as I say, as the championship goes yeah. on. So whereas Carlow Town, obviously, are, you know, are, are are going to be what they're going to be. So like I said, even though despite the the losses, they're they're still they're still in the shake up, like you know. Last but not least, who wins the All Ireland Senior Hurling Final? Can you or Limerick? Oh God, um, I think Limerick. Um, I I just can't see. I I, I think it'll be a, a battle. I think Kilkenny are you know physically equipped to deal with them as best they can. But I as I, I think as best they can is is the words that I use. I I can't see Limerick being beaten. I just think they're, I just think they're a phenomenal team. The the way their style of hurling, their physicality. You know they can do it. You you name it, they can do it in terms of in terms of how to play. So I just I can't see past them to be honest with you. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, look, it's a it's a case of who has the darker shade of purple. Whenever the purple patch comes in, like and well, Kilkenny can can punish you. Uh, I feel Limerick's ability to see out adversity still mm. be in the game. You know, look look how many games this year they've been in that have seventy fifth minute. You know they're they're there. They're there at seventy fifth minute. That's when you win the game. The games are won. I was says yeah. to you in that time. You know a lot. Of, a lot of Limerick games have been pulled out of fire then, and and yeah. Even last year they did it. You know we, we forget like they had to pull games out of fire last year as well by by small margins. But they're they're just they're relentless, and I think that's probably what'll get them over the line. You know. But I think you know I, I think they'll get a better kick maybe too off their bench. Kenny have a fine bench, but. I, I don't know. They're not to the standard. I, do, I don't think of where Limerick are at the minute in terms of, of giving mm. them that extra push. So, yeah, Limerick by maybe four or five. Good stuff. Joe, pleasure as always. Thanks a million for joining us here this evening. And Thank keep it Thank you. You too. Take care. The left wing backs coverage of the Carlo Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cavanagh Furniture, Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway Bidenstown, Connolly's Top Line Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, 
Earth Spas and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge.